There is no friend as loyal as a book, Ernest Hemingway. Hello and welcome back to the Turn Right Podcast. This is episode 118. I'm Caitlin, your host. Today we are coming to you with a little reading recap of all of the books that I read um, this past January. I read four books and it was kind of a mix of some really, really high points and some lower points. Um, So it was kind of an interesting month for me reading-wise. I feel like I always do start out the year reading pretty strong um, and getting through a lot of books just in these winter months when I don't want to be outside, when I'm not traveling as much, when I don't have as much going on in my life. Although I have been pretty busy recently as I'm moving and that's kind of why I haven't had an episode the past couple weeks because I've been really tied up with that but I wanted to really prioritize getting an episode up this week because I do think I have some interesting um, books that I read and some solid recommendations as as well as some that maybe you might want to stay away from. So let's dive in. The first book that I read was Night Shift by Alex Finlay and I started this book at the end of December. Now this was the first medical thriller that I've ever read. I really like psychological thrillers where there's a psychologist as a protagonist and they're kind of uncovering um, the whodunit from a more psychological perspective. So I really enjoy that lens um, for a book. But this was more actually medically factual and in the nitty gritty of it. So the plot did intrigue me. Um, but however, Jack, the protagonist, he just felt a little short for me. I thought the voice and the prose was really lacking in this story. Now, again, that could be typical of medical thrillers. If so, I don't think that's something that I would want to read again because at times I found it really difficult to get through, although there were some really good twists near the end of the book. But overall, the actual prose was very dry and it made it very hard for me to get through. But basically, um, Jack, he's the protagonist, he is a medical examiner, and there is a murder of a top doctor at this hospital. And this doctor is a friend of his wife's. And there's a lot of different suspicious things that happen around her case. And from a medical perspective, he is, you know, going over the details, examining the body. So trigger warning, if you don't like that kind of stuff, stay away from this book. Um, And he is looking at the body from a medical perspective, examining it and trying to figure out what what went wrong with this case. However, Jack is kind of a arrogant, self-assured man, and he thinks he can do everything. He thinks he can also be a detective. So he goes and starts confronting some different people at the hospital and trying to figure out what went wrong. There's a lot of backstory with this top-notch doctor, some of the committees and the things that she was involved in, and he learns that she figured out there was a serial killer at this hospital. So once Jack learns that information, the novel kind of speeds up and there's a lot more twists and turns. I don't want to give everything away, so I'm going to stay intentionally vague on that. However, um, once again, I did guess the who did it correctly. I think that whenever an author starts really zoning in on a couple of particular characters, it's kind of easy to see where they're going with that. Um, But that being said, there were still some like really good twists that I didn't see coming. The second book that I read was Mad Honey by Jodi P. Colt and Jennifer Finley Boylan. 
This was my favorite book of the year. This was one of my favorite books that I've ever read in my entire life. This story was so good and this was definitely an extreme high for me. I would recommend this book to anyone. I don't know why I've never read Jodi P. Colt before. Um, she's just fabulous and I would definitely read more of her stories. This story was just beautifully written. The plot was so well done. I could easily empathize with the characters. I wanted to know what happened. The writing style was so beautiful that that kept me engaged, but there were also lots of twists and turns and it was just so well done overall. I liked the imagery with the bees and the more literary approach to the novel, but yet it was quickly paced. I liked hearing the different storylines with Lily and Asher and Olivia. Olivia and Brayden's relationship was really traumatic and uh, trigger warning, there is um, domestic violence talked about in this story. So if you don't want to hear about that, stay away from this story. But it, you could just really, really feel for Olivia and the choices that she had to make. So basically, the meat of the story is the story switches back and forth between Olivia and, and Lily's perspective. And Olivia is um, a grown-up woman in her 40s and she was in a relationship with a physician and he abused her for years even though their marriage looked perfect to outsiders one night she ran away to protect her son asher and it was a very hard decision for her and she was very traumatized from that experience her and asher are very close as a result and she is a great mother asher gets into a relationship with the new girl lily at the school Everything seems perfect. They are super, super in love. And we get to hear Lily's perspective on their relationship. And we also get to hear Olivia, Asher's mother's perspective on their relationship. So it's really interesting seeing the story twofold. This story is pretty lengthy, so I think there's a lot of time for character development and to get into each of their heads. There is like a really, really huge plot twist about 30% of the way through the book that I'm not going to reveal, but it's one I did not see coming and it makes the story really, really good, and it sets the dynamic for the remainder of the story. So then the story comes back to present day, and Lily is found dead at her home, and she is found dead by Asher. Asher is put in jail, and he's sentenced for murder. However, Asher says he did not do it. Fortunately, Olivia's brother is a lawyer, and he comes in to defend Asher, and a lot of different things are questioned, did Asher really love the real Lily? Was Asher an abusive person like his father? Was Olivia's perception of her son totally wrong? Who was Lily really? And all of these questions are explored throughout the story, which makes it really, really juicy. Cannot recommend this book enough. It also just makes you think deeply about life and about different people's perspectives that are different from your own and how you really truly never know what somebody else is going through. The next book is The Villa by Rachel Hawkins. Now, I loved The Wife Upstairs by her. I read that, I think, two years ago. So when I saw she had a new book out on the bestsellers list, I was like, oh, I have to read this. And I read the sample, and usually I can tell, you know, from the sample if I'm going to like the book or not. However, I felt the sample cheated me of the story, and I hate when that happens. Because the sample was very voicey, it was all in first person, and I thought it was going to be about this relationship between these two women and it was to a certain extent but there was a second plot line 
Um, and the story switched perspectives into the second plot line, and it just really didn't interest me. So if you read the sample and you think this is how the book is going to be, I have to say uh, it's really not like that. So that's just kind of a warning that I have with this story. But I did love the voiciness of the story at the beginning. I loved the description of Chess, how this girl, her name progressed from Jessica to JC to Chess. You know, totally ridiculous, right? Um, and I thought there seemed to be like a lot of layered conflict going on. I love reading about complicated female friendships. And that was what the story was about to a certain degree. But like I said, it switched into this other perspective, other plot line that I just didn't really like and didn't really find interesting. The story is about the protagonist, M. She's going through a rough patch. She recently got divorced and her ex-husband is trying to take all of her writing royalties. She's kind of blocked on her story and she's not exactly in the best place in life. And so her lifelong best friend, Chess, who's having all the success in the world, writing these disgustingly positive self-help self -help books invites her on the sum of her dreams in Italy and they go to this villa. So like I said, I that was like everything I liked in a story. I love reading about catty women and you know the interesting dynamic between females. I think as a woman myself it's oftentimes extremely relatable even if a bit exaggerated in a story. So they go to Italy and you know I'm, I'm interested in the story and then all of a sudden um, the protagonist, M, finds out some different things about this villa. It's kind of haunted. And this murder happened uh, back in the day in like the 60s or 70s. I forget the year exactly. Um, but all of these artists were there and this one rock star was murdered. And um, the girlfriend of this rock star wrote a book about it. And so um, we get this sort of like faraway perspective of the book and we have to read that book within the book. And I just hate that technique in stories, honestly. It was the same technique used in Paula Hawkins, A Slow Fire Burning. It's just not interesting. It's not immediate enough for me. And that was something that made me really dislike this story. I also guessed what was going to happen with Chess, um, like from the beginning of the book. To me, that was also very obvious which I probably wouldn't have minded because again, this is more of like a voicey style book, but the book was just really slow and I could barely get through it. So honestly, probably like 2.5 stars out of five for me for this one. Unfortunately, I just really didn't enjoy it. Finally, the fourth book that I read, which I'm still wrapping up, I'm like 20 pages or so from the end. So I'm almost there and I feel that I can review it pretty accurately on the podcast. And at least I won't give away the ending, right? Um, and that's Ugly Love by Colleen Hoover. I wanted to read some more Colleen Hoover, even though I wasn't like totally obsessed with her writing style. Um, I read so far It Ends With Us and Verity by her. I did like Verity the best. And I have to say Ugly Love was my least favorite by her. It was really, really tough for me to get through. Um, it's just very, very sappy, very dramatic dialogue, way too much emphasis about sex. Um, just not a book that I would ever want to read again or really recommend to anyone. And that's no hate on Colleen Hoover. Honestly, I've seen some of her TikToks and she seems like such a genuine person and I'm so happy for her success as a writer, but the style is just not for me. Um, it's just, like I said, so sappy. The story is about the protagonist, Tate, falling in love with this airline pilot, Miles, who has this rocky past 
And at face value, I think it seems like an interesting concept, but the execution of it is just what makes it kind of dreadful. The story alternates a little bit with Miles' perspective, and basically in high school, he got this girl pregnant, and then something very tragic happened. But the perspective of Miles is not deep. It's like this very quick, odd writing style. And as a result, I feel like you can't really empathize with it just because it was like not really executed fully, in my opinion. And then the novel is just like way too sexual. The protagonist, Tate, keeps using this metaphor about how she becomes liquid around Miles. And it's just so overdone and so overdramatic. Um, just not for me. The, the style of writing is just not for me. Um, and I also feel like Miles really had no personality other than being like a sex addict. I just, I just didn't really see these characters as being round or having much depth. And the story is just, has been really hard for me to finish. And like I said, I'm not at the end, so I don't know. The ending could be super redeeming, but overall, I feel like the story is pretty juvenile and it's not a story that I would recommend. So these are my opinions on the four books that I read in January. Again, this is no criticism personally at all to any of the authors or to anyone that likes these stories. These are just my honest thoughts and feelings, and you are definitely welcome to disagree with me. Let me know your thoughts. Leave a comment. Follow us on Twitter. I'm trying to be more active on Twitter. I don't think I've posted like all year, though. It's just been a really busy time in my life. But that's what I've been doing this January. I hope to finish Ugly Love and then read a bunch more books in February. But thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. As always, keep reading, keep writing, and keep querying. And I'll talk to you on our next road trip.